Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe for free at iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. You can also find these at HeidiHarris.com. You can also catch my live radio broadcast weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. That's weekday morning, 6 to 9 on 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog panting in the background. They have to sit right next to me when I podcast, don't they? (laughs) Uh, Glad you're here. Uh, You know, I've talked over the last couple of years about Donald Trump and Christianity. Now, I was initially a Ted Cruz supporter, like a lot of evangelicals I know, because I felt that Ted Cruz lined up more with what I think about a lot of things. Not just about Christianity, but also about international affairs. I felt he had a really good grasp of what was going on in Iran and North Korea and those kinds of things. All right, so I liked Ted Cruz. He was my first choice. When he became uh, not the nominee, then I went ahead and supported Donald Trump because he was better than Hillary Clinton. I've discussed that on the air many times. Interesting article this month from a guy named Chris Buskirk, and uh, it was a great column about how Christians can actually be supporting Donald Trump without risk to their witness. Now, David French, you may know him from the National Review, very smart guy and attorney. He was briefly considered uh, a possibility for running for president. Smart guy. And I'm not going to get into a battle between David French and Franklin Graham and all these people who are criticizing each other of not being Christian enough. Well, Franklin Graham doesn't. But David French going after people like Franklin Graham and saying he's not consistent because of not criticizing Trump or holding him to the same standards he's held other presidents to. I don't care about that little pissing contest. I really don't. I got to be honest. But Some of the points that Chris Buskirk made were fascinating, and one of the things that he said, and I I think it's important because we as evangelicals continue to fight amongst ourselves about Donald Trump, and I continue to ask the same question, what was your alternative? Was it Hillary? See, we have a system in this country where somebody becomes the nominee on the left, somebody becomes the nominee on the right, and then maybe there's an independent candidate, and we have choices as to who to vote for. I don't know what to tell you. Jesus wasn't on the ballot. There wasn't somebody who was a guy with an exemplary past on the ballot. Now, Donald Trump is not nearly as bad as plenty of other people who run for office. I mean, for heaven's sake, General Grant, who then became President Grant, was an alcoholic and a chain smoker. Could you imagine him winning today as president? Oh, no, but he won the Civil War, so I guess the guy had a few things going for him. Everybody's flawed. Everyone is flawed. I know it's a breaking piece of news. So Chris Buskirk says in his column, he says, why then do the Frenches insist on attacking Christians who support Trump? not on a rational political basis, but on the basis that their support for Trump implicates their faith and undermines their witness. No, it doesn't. It doesn't undermine my witness. I don't hold Donald Trump to the same standard I hold anybody else to because he's a flawed human being. Now, I would like him to make good decisions. Sometimes I think he does. Sometimes I think he doesn't. Is he full of himself? Yes. Is he a little insecure? Yes, because people who are bullies are generally insecure. And at times he acts like a bully. I get it. Does he spend too much time going after and swatting every fly, as I put it on Twitter? Every time somebody gets mad at him, he immediately gets on Twitter and responds and this and that. No, you don't. You shouldn't do that. It's a waste of time. I certainly can't do that. But beyond that, you know, he simply is trying to do the best. And the question that Chris Buskirk asks, he said, the question is, by what standard should a Christian judge a candidate or an office holder? Part of the answer is that the Christian and non-Christian ought to judge in the same way. What can the candidate do to protect the peace and prosperity of the nation and its citizens? Right. And how many times do you hear about people who are flawed, who are church leaders? Oh, wait for it. They're all flawed. 
So why does anybody expect a politician to be any different? And I know you shouldn't say, well, as long as I'm getting what I want, I don't care who he is. No, I care about things. I care about adultery. I care about a guy who's been married multiple times. I care about all of that. And it would have been nice if that weren't the case. And now we're hearing about George Herbert Walker Bush and his long-term affair and, and all these kinds of things that are coming out. Martin Luther King, and I mean, it's no shock to anybody, Martin Luther King and his multiple affairs and worse than that is coming out. Now, does that mean that Dr. King didn't do some useful things during the course of his life? He did. And he wasn't perfect like anybody else wasn't perfect. Let's go back to the Bible for a second and let's look at Solomon, for example, okay? You always hear about the wisdom of Solomon because of some really amazing things he did and some wisdom that he had. He wrote most of the book of Proverbs except for a couple of chapters, right? The Proverbs is full of, obviously, full of wisdom. He had a thousand wives and concubines when you added it all up and toward the end he let the women lead him astray spiritually. Okay, do we throw out the book of Proverbs because Solomon wasn't perfect? Should we? I don't know. I guess we could. But the bottom line is you're not a, a lesser Christian because you actually believe that Donald Trump is the best candidate or was the best candidate and is the best candidate going forward in 2020. Chris Busker goes on to say in his column, a personal sin were disqualifying who could lead. Right. Nobody could lead. Everybody's a sinner, which is one reason a lot of people don't want to run for office because they're afraid some crazy thing in their past is going to pop up. Remember Bill Bennett, Christian, former Secretary of Education, who created a great online school curriculum and wrote a lot of books, an interesting, interesting guy. He was quoted as saying that the reason he didn't want to run for president was because he was single till he was 38. I'm not kidding. I don't blame him. See, this is the problem. People are worried. If, I don't know what happened in his past. Who cares? We've all got exes we'd like to erase. So the point is... He didn't want to run for office because he was afraid something up in his past that we'd heard about maybe already would have popped up. And so good people don't want to run for office as a result of this. Chris Busker goes on to say, instead of demonizing that only those with the highest personal ethics can lead, the Bible is full of examples of craven, ruthless, merciless sinners successfully leading their nations, yet God chose to use them. It is so true. Think of David. David had an affair with Bathsheba, got her pregnant, then had her husband killed in battle because her husband refused to sleep with her when he came home. David tried to set it up so that her husband would come home and from battle and sleep with her and then they could cover it up. And her husband slept outside of her door and he said, oh, I can't go into my wife while my men are on the field. He was a really honorable person. So David had him killed and ambushed in battle and killed. David went on to lead tremendously. David went on to be called in the Bible, the apple of God's eye. Hello? And he was a flawed human being. Everybody is except Jesus. So the fact of the matter is, Donald Trump may have his foibles. Everybody does. And the left is going to continue to attack him over and over again. But forget about all that. Understand that we as Christians have a higher calling. We have a higher authority. We have a higher responsibility. We can't get wrapped up in what every politician does and wait for it, even if, even if there were somebody whose behavior had been exemplary. Let's say, for example, you've got Ben Carson. Ben Carson, I've seen him speak. We all know who he is. Ben Carson has slept with one woman his entire life, according to him. One woman, that's his wife, okay? There's been no hint of anything else. He's always been above board on that kind of stuff. Okay, great. So let's vote for Ben Carson for president. Oh, wait, let's not. Mike Pence, I don't know about his sexual past, if he had one, but Mike Pence is a great guy. Do you think he'd ever get elected in America because so many people are worried that he is a person of standards? See, people want a guy in many cases, who doesn't have standards, or certainly not the kind of standards they're concerned about. Donald Trump is not a social conservative, which is why I've always wondered why the gay folks go after him. He has never, now he's upheld some things that are more 
uh, conservative, that kind of thing. But he's not a person who has a problem with gay marriage. He's come out and said he has no problem with Pete Buttigieg and standing on a stage with his quote-unquote husband. How interesting is that? Now, I have not heard anybody like Franklin Graham, maybe he has. I've not heard those people criticize Donald Trump for that. But it's no surprise to any of us, because Donald Trump's not a social conservative, which is why I, once again, wanted Ted Cruz, because I thought Ted Cruz was a social conservative. He is a social conservative. But I didn't get what I wanted. Nobody gets what they want. And if David French and Nancy French, I don't want to pick on them because they seem like really decent people. So my objective here is not to, to criticize them. This just happens to be something that's happened in the public square where they're criticizing people who defend Donald Trump. And I know they were never Trumpers, but I will ask it again. What was their plan? It's okay to be a Christian, an evangelical Christian, and disagree with Trump on social issues. I disagree with Trump on a lot of things. But I still support him because I'm looking for a leader, not a pastor-in-chief. Now, if my pastor had been married and divorced three times and this and that, I'd probably go to another church. Not because I'm looking for a perfect person there either, but come on. Enough already. If you're a pastor, you ought to be able to hold it together or at least choose well or at least keep your marriage together, whatever. You're supposed to set the example certainly in many, many ways, although no one expects you to be perfect. So we're not talking about the pastor-in-chief. We're talking about a president who has shaken it up for sure. I don't know if he's going to get us into a war with Iran. I certainly hope not. I don't like the fact that he's a little softer on North Korea than I would like to see him be. I don't like the fact that I feel like he gets along better with Putin than he should. I still have questions about his connection with Putin, and I think a lot of people do. But that's not the point. The point is Hillary Clinton was worse on every single level than Donald Trump, and that's why I voted for him, and that's why a lot of people did. Another example, King Henry VIII. We all know about him. This guy had six wives, right? beheaded a couple of them, divorced a couple of them, that whole thing. And uh, Chris Buskirk puts it well. He said, Henry VIII was impetuous, vengeful, and adulterous. He was also a great king who secured England's finances and her role as a great European power. That is true. So once again, there's, I'm not going to say there's good in everybody because I don't think that's true. But I think there are many people who can be very flawed folks and actually lead the nation. And going back to the Old Testament, for example, you can read about king after king after king. He did evil worse than his father in the sight of the Lord, and he was worse than his father in the sight of the Lord, and he was worse than his father. And they got worse and worse and worse. Yet, as Christians, our responsibility is always to live up to God's standards, not a politician's standards. We're supposed to live our lives up to God's standards. And it certainly seems to me that the way you live your life is far more important certainly to God and certainly to your family than anything a politician does. And even if you had some guy who was close to perfect when it came to uh, sexual vices or anything else, I guarantee you he would let you down or she, depending on the politician, of course, he or she would let you down in some other way. And as Christians, you're not supposed to put your trust in people ever. You're, and I had people say to me before Donald Trump got elected, well, Trump's going to save us. And I said, oh, no, he's not. No politician has the ability to save us. He can certainly make things a lot better. And I do believe he's turned this country in some long-term great directions that Hillary Clinton wouldn't have. Absolutely. But Donald Trump doesn't have the power to save us. No politician does. Because if that politician had the power to save us, they would have the power to destroy us. And only God has the power to save us. Only God determines the fate of a nation. Now, there are politicians who are good and bad. Sometimes the people groan. Proverbs 29, 2 says, When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. 
When the unrighteous rule, the people groan. There you go. Okay, that's true. We may groan for a while when certain people are in office. Certainly we're groaning in the state of Nevada because of who we've got elected. But bottom line, I'm responsible for 90% of what happens in my life. And if I'm not responsible for all of it because something unforeseen happens, well, I'm certainly responsible for the way I handle it and not the politicians. They're not responsible for anything. They may make things harder. They may take more money out of our pockets. But ultimately, our spirituality... Our responsibility for our own lives lies within ourselves, not any particular politician. So yes, it's okay as a Christian to support Donald Trump and still feel like you chose the better of two evils. In a lot of cases, a lot of people felt that way. I think he's trying to do the best he can, and certainly he's got issues and flaws and everything else every other politician did. And i got to tell you something. I've got to be honest, without going all talking pointy on you, because I don't do talking points, the way the left has attacked him unrelentingly. Now, I know this one happened to other politicians, too. It's not like he's the only one. But the way they have not let him have a second of air since he got elected and the fact that he still survived and he's still done as well as he has, <laughs> wow. That'll confound the mighty, won't it? I'm Heidi Harris. Join me for the Heidi Harris Show live weekday mornings, 6 to 9 on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. I post these podcasts a couple of times a week at HeidiHarris.com. You can also subscribe at Heidi Harris Show on uh, iTunes. Also pick up my new book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowback, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. i got a lot of stories about what I did before radio, how I got into it, how I've managed to stay in it. A lot of great stuff behind the scenes. If you're interested in radio, even if you don't know who I I am, I think you'll find the book interesting because of the behind the scenes stuff about radio. Until we meet again, remember, it's okay to support Donald Trump and still maintain your Christianity. <laughs> and remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scott. Russell.